0: Welcome to HubShot's episode 125, sending SMS from HubSpot and back to basics with personas and targeting. You're listening to Apex number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks, features, and strategies to grow your marketing results. We hope you enjoy the podcast as much as HubSpot's CEO, Brian Halligan, does. Thanks for creating this podcast. It's awesome. I listen to it on the weekends and I really enjoy it. My name is Ian Jacob from Searching Me Found, and with me is my co-host Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Well, I'm missing the goji mar,
1: but glad to be getting back into better health again. Yes, that's right. Back you don't, you don't sound like
0: you're underwater this week.
1: Well, just a bit, but you know, it's all good. You, I sound worse than I am. I, I, I feel, <laughs> feel you quite You look much great.
0: better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, on to our Inbound Thought of the Week, Craig. Uh, shout out to Schnubs. On your Schnubs. He had a bit of an issue being found, didn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right. One of those gotchas. His. Tell tell us what happened. Oh, you know how WordPress, uh, moving over, uh, he'd set his setting to um, Did block notice? from Google. Do not be found by search engines. Common, I see this in a lot of clients. They go, you know, because they'll go from a staging site. Correct. Pushed alive, they push to live. They forget to take off the block from Google. Three months later, they call me. Oh, we're not in Google. What's going on? I was like, oh, hello. Oh, do you realize you're blocked? That kind of stuff. We've all been there, sadly. But yeah.
0: Now, talking about inbound, mm. Schnubbs is not going to be there. No. But it's only about 80 days to inbound. And you know that because we have inboundcountdown.com. Wow, it's coming up fast. That's right. And you can actually see, if you go to that page, you'll actually see all the tweets related to inbound 18.
1: It's getting a bit of activity already. It is. The hashtag's trending before the event. Yeah. It
0: is. And it's because there are people who are speaking who are wanting to get voted in to actually have sessions at inbound and at partner day. And so it was really interesting because I came across something and I went, oh, I like that. I'll work for it, which I did. Yeah. So that's something that's coming up. And as the inbound thought of the week... We're going to highlight something from the state of inbound report for 2018.
1: And I'll just preface this by saying I completely bagged out this report last week. So check out episode 124 for me when I was grumpy and dosed up on the drugs because I had a cold and stuff. I still think (laughs) there's still value to be had from this report, right? In spite of my bagging it out last month. But this is around sales. And the question that was asked, what is more difficult to do in sales compared to two or three years ago? And they had a whole bunch of options right? You know what my takeaway from this was? Everything. Everything is harder. (laughs) And this again, sorry, I'm going to bag out the report again, but this is such a a good example of like straw man kind of things. It's like, what is harder? They give you this set of things to choose from. It's like, well, I'm answering a server. I guess I've got to pick a few of them or one of them. In fact, the only one that wasn't harder, delivering a presentation. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's not harder. Okay, well done. No one chose that, right? If everyone had chosen other, yes. like what's harder, I, I wish they'd said, well, what's easier? Mm. Or if there was something more qualitative about the actual answers where you could say this was harder, this is easier, because yeah. surely they're hoping with their tool set that some things are easier, right? Anyway, there we go. But some things were interesting. Getting a response from prospects, everyone did say it was that was biggest. harder. And I guess that's um, no surprise.
0: the other thing was mm. that stood out behind that was connecting via phone was the next highest.
1: So what, you think that should be easier or not as hard?
0: No, it was, it's interesting because I was listening to some people saying everyone's gone the email and online route to actually talk to people, that actually getting people on the phone is actually much easier now than it used to be because everyone's shifted their way of communication. All oh, right. So you actually think it is easier? Yeah. So I, I just heard that when I was listening to someone the other day and they actually said they were finding the phone a lot easier to get to people. Oh, because really? those people call up.
1: Wow, that's interesting.
0: It's in contrary to this report.
1: But were these people salespeople trying to get through? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, that is interesting. Well, there you go. And again, I wonder who answered these questions.
0: Well, we know who did.
1: Yeah, I know, yeah. but the sample sizes, Correct. a lot exactly. of them were agencies that probably, and that, um, yeah.
0: And I think it also comes down to understanding in your industry or personas you're targeting, that will vary again. So, we should again, talk, th- about we'll talk about that. We more about yeah. this later on. But this is really key to understanding how the people you're targeting actually communicate with you.
1: I totally agree with that. You know what we should do? Next time we're in the HubSpot, I'm going to go around to the different people in the sales team and I'm going to say to them, what is more difficult to do in sales than I was two to three? I'm going to give them these same answers and see what That's a they great would choose. Idea. Because they're actually sales teams that are highly trained and at the top of their game. I'd love to know what their answers are.
0: On to our HubSpot marketing feature of the week, Craig. And this is something new, publishing videos to Twitter and LinkedIn. And why this is important, because video is king, they say. 90% of consumers say that video helps them make buying decisions in 2018. And then HubSpot have got a link to how to do that. I think you could do video before for Facebook, And now they've extended this to Twitter and LinkedIn.
1: Right. So I actually haven't tried this yet.
0: I have tried it for Facebook. I haven't tried this one.
1: Right. So just walk me through this. Where's the video uploaded to? Are you actually uploading this in the social tool?
0: That is a good question. And
1: then it gets loaded into HubSpot as a file and then that's being shared over to Twitter or, yeah, how is that actually scheduled? I'd like to know. Because videos could be large, right? Correct. Especially a lot of the... Videos I'm seeing on LinkedIn because they're true, being actually. uploaded natively. Yes. So what's the, yeah. That's what's... a good
0: question. We'll test that further. Mm, okay. Which we haven't done. So we will get back to you. All right. HubSpot gotcha of the week, Craig. Now this was a gotcha because I was playing with workflows and I thought what happened was I was missing stuff, like with the lots of emails I get from notifications from Different client sites and our own stuff. I was actually missing things that was coming on our website, and so I thought there's got to be a better way to declutter this. And I thought, oh, I can send myself an SMS whenever the contact fills out a form or mm. does takes a particular action that I will need to contact them with. So I actually set it up, and then I was like, mm, it's not working. And then I discovered in my profile and preferences, you've actually got to have your number set, right? Because you select the yeah, of course actual person that needs to get the notification. So that's one of the keys. Also note: This is a feature only available in Marketing Pro and Enterprise. And the SMS limit is a thousand per month.
1: Right. So this is really cool. I didn't even know this existed until you pointed this out to me today. But just let me take a step back. So I understand. So you've got a workflow yes. in your marketing HubSpot marketing. You've got a workflow, and you want to send an internal notification, and you can choose any of the users HubSpot users. So not HubSpot contact, but users. Okay. And in your user profile. Because you've selected you to send it to. You had to go to your profile and make sure your mobile number was correctly formatted and available in the profile.
0: No, I think it already has the right format. I just didn't put it in. And what I've actually recently discovered, I don't think you can even select the person to notify unless that number is in the system. Right, yeah. Because I tried to change it to somebody else and no one else has numbers in the system. Right, well,
1: that makes sense because, you know, in a workflow, like you'll say, send this email it'll actually give you a warning or say, oh, no, the the email's not published, you can't do it yet. It's a nice warning. Yeah, so it it theoretically should notify you of that.
0: Correct. So I think this is a great feature and I haven't seen anyone using it. So if you've got a pro enterprise account and you want to get ahead of the game or get those vital notifications, you know, maybe it's somebody who's visiting your pricing page has been to your site more than 10 times and you want to actually get notified, I think it's a great way to do that.
1: I think that's a really cool feature as well, but surely that's open for abuse. Like you could theoretically add a user with their mobile number if you need know, You need them. a HubSpot
0: user. Sure. But, but you when could, you create that once they get um, notification from HubSpot saying they've got a user account on your portal? Oh, uh, they might. Well, no,
1: because you could. No. Let me, let me think this through. Am I being silly because I'm still... Sick, right? My brain might be muddled here, but you could create a user and use your email address or some dummy email address, and you could add their mobile number to it. And then you could just have an internal workflow that sends them all these notifications. So that could be someone you will want to annoy or, you know, play a prank on at HubSpot's expense that can pay for the SMS. But theoretically, you could set up these users as potential high value prospects. Yeah. And make them the recipient of some, like your internal notification could really just be a marketing message. So there's no opt-out, right? Can they opt-out of it? No. It's
0: like you direct message somebody. Mm. They can obviously block the number on their phone. But they can't unsubscribe from it or. Yeah, right. Yeah. But we can test it out. Well, We'll test it out on your portal. Yeah,
1: (laughs) test it out on my team. They suddenly start getting SMS messages. No, but look, sorry to go off on that tangent, but. I think it's a really cool feature. I can't believe it's in there for free.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what I was I was really surprised. And I just realized today the limitations of it, which is the thousand SMS, because mm. they actually say you are thinking the knowledge base, just be aware this is a thousand. So for example, some of our clients have sales teams of 10 people. Yeah. If they get a lot of leads generated through the system and there's mm. these notifications being fired out. Mm you could use that thousand pretty quickly. Yeah, right. So think about how you use email notifications and how you use the SMS ones. So I would use SMS as more high priority stuff. Yeah. Especially if you've got larger sales teams. With us, it's pretty much me, myself and I doing sales. So I can fire off everything using those thousand. Yeah, that's really good. But have a look. It's very important. And I've got a screenshot of what the SMSs I get. And you can even format what actually ends up in those SMS messages, Mm. limited to 160 characters. Okay,
1: so another question. You get this SMS, what's if you reply to it? Does that number go back and somehow get correlated back into?
0: No, because it, this single number, which is a US number, hmm. sends me all the notifications. Yeah. So it's just one SMS. So it's, it's like not a, going it's to, a no reply. It's a no reply. It's a notification service. only. Correct. It's not
1: actually yep. a communication with you. It'd be interesting. We should chat with Samantha Alford, you know, because she obviously does the part where you're contacting contacts. This exactly. is just an internal bit yes. to users. But Samantha Alford's
0: done a lot around the whole SMS
1: piece True. and integrating in with HubSpot.
0: All right, Craig, on time, marketing tip of the week. And this came about conversations we've had with people this week and really about understanding audiences and targeting. And why we say that is I was speaking to a prospect in a niche that I actually enjoy quite a bit, automotive, and it was really interesting. So they they specialize in Mercedes. They're a Mercedes mechanic. And they actually found that Mercedes and BMW drivers that brought their cars in, they enjoyed working with them because they were like, cool. I get it, fix it, do whatever needs to be done and be done with it. Audi drivers, on the other hand, were very difficult customers. And I kind of went, why is that? And I had to make a deduction, have a discussion with them to understand why this was the case. And then made it really clear to me who we need to be targeting and what we need to be doing. So I think what I want to say, iterate here is actually have a think about who you're targeting in your business. Are they the right kind of people? Are you using the right channels to talk to them? And are using the right language? Are you talking their language? Are you getting through to what they need to hear? And even down to the point of where I I think I said to them, I said, I considered using you because I saw that you serviced a car that was the same model as mine. But prior to that, I would have not even considered you, which is rather interesting. And I thought to myself, and there was a bit of content that I just, which they probably did very randomly but had a big impact on me. So I thought that was interesting.
1: I think that's a really good reminder. And well, apologies to any listeners that are Audi drivers, by the way. But <laughs> I think that's right. You find that with any business, i like, this isn't a good fit for us. This is. When I hear clients say that, I think that's a great sign. They actually know who they want to speak to. And like, there's nothing worse than when you go into a client, oh, who are your customers? Everyone. Oh, well, who are you targeting? Oh, we'll talk with anyone. It's like, yeah, it's a really bad sign. So when people do target down, I think that's right. And before the show, you know, we were chatting about one of our clients. It's quite a large client hmm. and they've got massive budgets, like in the millions of yes. dollars for this campaign that they're running. And they'd found that globally they had a prior... <laughs> prior campaign had been targeting, like they're targeting the wealthy sector because this is for yeah, very high for end, high, end product. high end consumer goods yeah. right? and the main recipients of all their messaging were 14, 14 to 16 year, years, year olds because someone hadn't even looked at audience targeting it was just i mean we laugh about it but it's just kind of this happens all the time people don't actually niche down or, or focus on on their target yes yeah,
0: so i want to highlight another thing there's a really good video in the HubSpot academy And it's actually learn how to identify the people your marketing and sales team should be focusing on. So watch that video because it's really important that marketing and sales have got this aligned and also they're talking to the right people. So for the example I've just given is that if I was to focus on these people's target market, I'd just be focusing on Mercedes and BMW drivers Mm. and not worrying about Audi. Mm. And I think that's the real key here. Let's go segment at a time master that, and then move on to the next. Maybe maybe segment number three is Audi drivers, but that's after we've mastered the other two.
1: Yeah, and uh, also just, um, we'll put a link back to, I think, episode 122, where we talked about the difference between buyer profiles and buyer personas. Exactly. So a good reminder around that as well.
0: All right, now HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig, meetings. Why I wanted to highlight this was I had someone contact me through the website this week, and actually the process of communicating with them has been relatively easy from the time they filled out a form to me communicating with them and then they want to have a conversation so they actually used my meeting link and booked a meeting and they've used that meeting link twice now, I think. But it just highlighted to me how that process was so much easier to to be a part of rather than to keep going back, well, oh, can you talk to me at uh, 12 o'clock tomorrow? Oh, no, I can't do that. How about next week? It was just, okay, find the time, done, I'll be there that was my expectation. We'll have the conversation and we'll carry on. Now we use sales professionals. So there are certain features in that that will not be, but there is a free meetings where you can create a single meeting link and you can use that. So I would encourage you if if it's even you in the business or you want to show this to a customer, use that free link and actually test it out. Put it on the email, put it on your website, maybe after they download something and maybe the next step in that process is, do you want to talk to someone? Well, here's the meeting link. Use this meeting link to set up a time to talk to someone.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm finally coming around to this. You know, long time listeners will know I'm not a fan of this whole, oh, book a time in my calendar link. It's I find it jarring, but it is so much more efficient. (laughs) It is. People do like it. They've come around to it. And I yeah, I think I'm coming around to it as well.
0: And I think this is the thing, right? As people get more and more comfortable with communicating and accessing people in these ways it almost becomes a no brainer to how they behave it's like well how do i efficiently access this person mm. and get the information i need to get yeah. to carry on the process
1: yeah so i just create a link with no free spots and i say <laughs> yeah just pick a time and no i'm joking. that's a classic introvert response it's like <laughs> it is <laughs> all
0: right opinion of the week craig
1: take it away oh this is a beauty that you you sent me this from the next web Religion isn't the opiate of the masses, AI is. And so a good, a good article just talking about our addiction with our smartphones, really.
0: I was fascinated because I read this over the weekend. and I was like, oh, hang on. And after I listened to the Worldwide Developer Conference by Apple the other week, and I was thinking to myself, there is some correlation here as to what's going on. And there's an interesting stat you pulled out there. In 2007, just 33% of leisure time was spent on screens. That number has increased to forty-seven percent over forty-seven percent today, which is over three and a half hours per day. Now, mind you, this is an average, right? If we take eighty-twenty to this, just imagine most people are spending way over that time on a device at a screen. And why? What I want to highlight is is that Apple, in their recent announcement with the new iOS twelve coming out, is actually understanding to is to actually help people understand the device usage, app usage, and set limits on stuff. And I can see why. It's just too easy to get drawn in and taken down a hole because it's all too convenient. Like, you know, we'll, we'll give you what you need, when you need, at the right time when you need it. And when you give someone that, what does it do? It makes them want more. <laughs> so I think we've got to understand as marketers what this effect is on humans, and how we're aware of what the larger ramifications are.
1: I think that's right. There's almost a social responsibility there, but it's very hard to not do it because hmm. machine learning is there and our advertising, a lot of programmatic stuff, it's machine learning. But, but what you're actually alluding to is not just the targeting, but also the user experience and the addictive user experience or the sticky user experience that people talk about. And marketing is getting better at doing that because it's targeting your interests and providing value. You know, it's kind of like saying, oh, we've actually provided really high value or high perceived value. Of course, you'll keep using it. Is that a bad thing? Well, possibly if they overindulge, but should we not do it? It's a very hard, you know, it's very gray area. And uh, of course, we have psychologists now that design all user experiences and user interfaces to improve that whole addictive side of it. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I'll just highlight one of the things is that they write uh, about some of the AI based applications in Netflix, for example, that leverages predictive analytics of shows and how you watch them and what they've actually found. The algorithm was highly effective at presenting the right content to you at the right time. Right. And um, and the 12 seconds between episodes that actually doesn't leave you much. And they've found that 61% of users regularly watch between two to six episodes of a show in one sitting mm. because there's this effect that's created that goes, you know, kind of leave you hanging and like, oh, you've got to have the next one, you know. Well, um, the whole binge mentality, it's
1: almost it's not something to be ashamed of any, no, anymore. It's something it's to like brag a, about. That's oh, exactly I, I right. binged watch this yeah. on the weekend. It's like, ah, oh, I don't know if that's especially healthy, but I guess I kind of wanted to do that as well. Yes, yeah, so I, can, can, I can see that.
0: Yeah. And so I think finally they highlight, you know, there is this line between understanding and exploiting and how do we know on which side of that line we are. So I'd encourage everyone to have a read and just be aware of what's going on. All right, Craig, onto our guide of the week. And this is the Wistia guide to video marketing. It's quite comprehensive and I'm not going to go through any of it, but you know, we're talking more and more about video and we talked about it at the last HubSpot user group. And I just want to give everyone a guide from Wistia, do a great job yeah they're kind of pioneers
1: in this long time yeah. video hosting and that but also another shout out to Moby's session which is also recorded and we will include the YouTube link to his session on video fundamentals
0: all right now we have a resource of the week Craig and this is to do with YouTube and this is from Brian Dean's backlink backlinker.com Backlinko.
1: Brian Dean's done it again because you know he of the I'll put out extremely most marvelously awesome long form content. He does about one a month or two months. None of this daily stuff. It's comprehensive stuff. And he's gone a whole YouTube hub.
0: Yeah. I love how he calls it the YouTube marketing hub. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder whether the HubSpot will be onto that. He's a smart guy, isn't he? Anyway, you know what? It's beautifully laid out. It's really easy to go through and it's a great resource, which I'm going to go away and consume. Great quote of the week. This is from Henry Ford. I'm keeping in my automotive. I now. noticed that thing, yes. If everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. And I wanted to highlight this because as marketers, as business owners, I think it's great that we all help one another move forward because it helps everybody move forward and the rest looks after itself like profits and people and all this stuff will happen. And so I just want to highlight that. I thought it was Bit of gold.
1: Isn't it funny how quotes are like when we chat with people? They're like, "Oh, I love that quote," or "I disagreed with that quote last <laughs> week." So, on our Hubshots Facebook group, people were talking about last week's quote. It didn't talk about any of the content that we no. talked about on the show. It's just the quote. <laughs> and so, with that in mind, you've got a bonus quote of the week. Got a right. Bonus quote of the week, far away.
0: Okay. And this is actually from that piece of content that we just spoke about, yeah. which is the opinion of the week,
1: and it's maybe the threat of AI isn't robot overlords turning the world into the matrix, but rather a day when AI has us so effectively hooked on screens that overall human happiness declines. That was from Sasha Eder who wrote that NextWeb yeah. um, post. And well, that's a great comment. That's definitely a threat or a, a what's actually happening now. It's actually a Manifestation that's happening right now from AI. Yeah, we are becoming unhappier people due to our addiction to our phones. Yeah.
0: All right, Craig, we have a bonus link of the week from Ahrefs and it's about learning SEO.
1: Yeah. So this is uh, actually, I was in, um, I was reminded of this article plus uh, in Traffic Think Tank. They I was saying, oh, what's a good article to send to people that are starting in our agency around SEO? And it's like, oh, the Ahrefs learn SEO articles pretty hard to beat yeah moz's article is in there as well and there's a few others brian dean and that but yeah this is a good one to get up to speed on seo so if you're a marketing manager or you've got a marketing assistant starting send them a link to this so you get up to speed and you're you know you're off to a good start
0: all right and finally on that note we'd love you to leave us some feedback that helps us improve and reach the right people we're trying to reach and we'd love you to join our facebook group as Craig and myself are in there every day, asking questions and learning new things and helping one another out. Until next time, Craig.
1: Go the extra. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.